everyone, this is Joshua. And I'm Amanda Moore. And this is the Love and Level Up podcast. Love and Level Up is a podcast created to cultivate conversations for listeners about how to master the mindset of leveling up and refraining from broken habits. Topics range from love and relationships, the Christian faith, to relevant topics for entrepreneurs and creatives. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. This is how many episodes this is? I don't even know. We don't film so many. I lost many. count as well. Um, but I'm just glad that we're consistent with it. But man, um, I think today is really for you know for those of you for those of you that are Christian and um, that are currently um, in a church and serving in the church, whether um, you be. Uh, consistently serving or whether you're just a partner, ministry partner there, or whatever it is that your role is in the church. But this is for you. Um, this is for, uh, you know, that person that um, may not know certain things that or just may not see certain things, as well as this is for the church as well in, in general and in whole and the things that we've been observing and seeing since coming to be a Christian. And so one of the things that we're going to get into today um just to give you guys a preview into the conversation. But one of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit today is that you may not know this, but you may be considered you uh you may be considered used even in, in even in the church, even in ministry. You uh you may be used for whatever it is that you may bring. Um for some people it's uh it's an appearance thing. Um especially for certain ministries it's an appearance thing. Mm-hmm. I think that um you know even in ministry, there's competition. Um, there's competition to be number one. There's competition to be the best church. There's competition to stand out and um, and um, have a certain platform to come to. And so even as the world is, it's the same thing in the ministry world, in the spiritual realm. Um, and that a lot of people don't realize it because, yeah, we're coming together and we're, and we're doing this thing for God. But I still think that sometimes, Amanda, you can attest to this, mm-hmm. flesh and just pride get in the way of people. And I think that when that happens, people want to be at the forefront. And it's no longer yeah. um, about, about the bigger picture. Yeah. And that's the problem that we've been noticing. So we're going to get in a little bit of that today. I wanted Amanda to come on here and, and just introduce herself as always, my co-host. What's up, y'all? Yeah, it's me, Amanda Moore. And yeah, today we're just basically going to be talking about, you know, when Christians um, use other Christians in the body of Christ to further their own agendas um, for competition, for just basically um, using people, using people and abusing their power because it is something that happens. I find that many times when people are dismissive of these things, it's because they don't want to see it or they haven't experienced it as much as others. So it's incredible to me because I think sometimes we never want to tell the truth about certain things because we feel like it puts the church in a negative light, but we're definitely not of that belief. I think that it's important to acknowledge the things that we we go through in the body of Christ, um, be it good, be it bad, because I feel that it's only by acknowledging and taking ownership of things that we can improve it and make the church all that it should be today. Yeah, and I think in, in some ways, too, just being a Christian um, myself, like I think it's good to 
be vulnerable and, and just yeah. be open and be to honest. Yeah. Be honest. And be open yeah. to having those conversations when you see it going on and you see of it happening. Course. A lot of people um don't do that. Like a lot of no. people are in fear of going I guess they consider it overstepping their boundaries when they um you know may go to someone and they may tell them something yes. it's just like a lot of people are afraid right. of that and i just think that for me it's like i want to know because i don't want to be the person in the room that feels uncomfortable or feels like i have to avoid a situation or a conversation with someone when i should just be free to come in here and worship god and yes. be around people that i love and that yes. also love god so those are the things that i i've, I've realized and it's just, it's, it's kind of like, it takes me back every single time. Cause I'm like, yo, it doesn't have to be this way. And this is right. from us coming into the church being, you know, once being in the, in the worldly way, you know what I'm saying? Right, once right. living in the world and being of the world. Yeah. And so now it's like, we're, we're coming in with our, with an approach as we didn't grow up in this. And now that we're in it, we see where there's a lot of just like, funny stuff going on and uh mm -hmm. it, it's sad to say it but it's yeah. the truth and it, and it's always disturbing when like you said like you're new to it but then you see people that have been there for years on years and it's like they don't they act like they don't see it but you know that they do you yeah. know and i think at first like for instance for me i've referenced this on this podcast several times um you know, I had the first church I went to once I got saved because I had been to two, three different churches throughout my childhood um, and my adolescence. But when I got saved, I was 24, 25 years old, more or less. I want to say I was 24, going on 25. Um, and the, the church at the time that my family was going to was a cult, you know, and it was crazy because... I didn't know that, you know, I'm just coming into this like, oh, this is God. And it was a church that operated so highly in the prophetic. And I had never seen a move of God so strong. Like I had never seen people um, speaking in tongues really like that to that degree. Like I had seen it, but not really like that. Um, I had never seen people casting out demons and people getting prophesied over and someone speaking a word of knowledge over you. Like, I see this is going to happen. And, and then you seeing that word come to pass. And I was, I was mesmerized by this version of God I had never seen before that, you know, I think even people who grew up with, with me in the churches we went to, I don't think they've ever seen God like that. Like, I don't even think they know that version of God exists because it's like whatever to them. Um, because unfortunately where we went to church, maybe they were more invested in, and they saw no return on it. So they just don't believe in God, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was just crazy to me to have recognized and realized there were people there over time. I started noticing the inconsistencies and I was just really deeply disturbed in my mind when I started recognizing there were a lot of things that didn't look like God. And I was just like, what is this? What is that? You know? And, and you ask people, but you almost feel like you're, you're crazy. Because yeah. people or they, will quickly dismiss it. Yeah, or yeah, exactly is what I was just gonna say. Like yeah. they are, they are, they will literally steer you away from the truth, the truth, and just answering the question yes. in plain sight. Like there's right. nothing to hide. There's nothing that you you know you need to um, not or maybe not come out and say because I think that if it if you feel it and you know that something's off, yeah. then why not just say what it is or yeah. how you feel. And that's part of the problem with the church today. Yeah. And um, but, but I want to go back to like those people 
that I think that, like we said it, you know, that may be, or may feel used, or maybe not, they they may not even know that they're used. Yeah, that and they're I being think, used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They may not even realize it. Because That's another thing. a lot of churches, and unfortunately, but a lot of people, a lot of churches may use people as a prop, you know, as like, you know, just a face, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like this person or, comes to this church. Or like, like, I know you mentioned this one time on a podcast. It keeps coming back in my head. So, um, you said how, like in the church, sometimes people's gifts are used. Like people use you for your gift or your talent. They don't really care about you. Mm-hmm. They care about the gift. They care about the talent that God gave you. And so they'll, they'll exploit that, you know, as far as they can, you know, they, they don't care about your well being, your mental health. They just care about, wow, like, you're anointed and you and you got a gift and you could sing or mm-hmm. you could do this or you could do that but but are they invested in you All you right. know which is part of the problem because right. if you're not invested into me and invested in me in, in a way that you're going to either sh- uh what's the word i'm looking for um cover me in my covering right, right. and in my spiritual walk right but it and disciple and disciple me yes. then you're just going to and you're just going to use me for my gift. Mm-hmm. That's a problem because so many people that are in the church are gifted. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the gift is always put on stage. The person is left sitting down and just watching everything happen and don't even know what's going on. Right. And I think that it's so sad to say it's so sad to see that because I just think yeah. that there's so many powerful people that we need. And because we're not um, covering that person, yeah, they may break or they may lose out on, um, you know, just their soul and their well-being just right. because of I'm here at this place. I, I go here. I tend here. And, um, you know, I'm gifted to do this or whatever. And that's the only thing that I know that I could bring to the table to add right. value but me just being myself, it may not be adding value. And I think that is sad. Yeah. I think it's sad anytime we, like you said, look at people as a prop. And we look at them as something to to use to our advantage. But not to, not to push the kingdom forward. You know what I'm saying? Just to make ourselves look, just just for us to get ahead in the kingdom. Like, that was the thing that really concerned me because when I was in a cult, I saw so many young people that I thought were so hungry for God. And I can't say that some of them weren't. And it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, even when I got saved, I was still fairly young. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know... I, I remember growing up and people saying things like there's nothing more beautiful or there's nothing more impactful than being young and serving God. And I always thought like, I'm never going to be young. And so I was like, that's boring. I ain't going to be going to church. But it's just sad when I made it realize I'm like, man, a lot of these young people are just here because they want to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. They just want to look important. Mm-hmm. They just want to platform. They just want to they just want to look like something and not be like something. Right. And so this is the thing that God has been revealing to me for quite some time, which is that. A lot of people know of God, but they don't know God. And as we've been sitting here doing this podcast, this also came to me. A lot of us, we know how to do church. Like we know how to act like we're at church. Mm -hmm. We know how to say, okay, run the program like this. And I need you to smile at the person like that. 
but we don't know how to be the church. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that we're the church no matter where we're at. And and here's the thing. We know all the churchy things to say. I've been around people who say, oh, no, no, I know that the church isn't in the four, the four walls. We have to be the church no matter where we at. But it's like, you don't know how to be the church outside or inside. You You just, you don't know how to be the church because you haven't yet grasped or made peace with the fact that you haven't learned yet to be the person God has called you to be. You have ran from that your whole life. Mm -hmm. And and then that's just a whole other rabbit hole that we would have to fall down and say, why is it that people are running from the version of who God wants them to be? Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to get into um, is how to shelter yourself from that, like how to protect yourself from being eventually used. Right. Because I just think that in the in the world today, the year being 2020, I do think that there's amazing amounts of talent out there. Oh, of course. And I do think that churches, the way it's the way it's built, the way it's um, uh, utilized today, I think that churches are in 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 um, in reach for those talents. I mean, just naturally, if you're yeah. a church and you want to build and you want to grow your ministry. I do think that you need uh, highly intelligent people around you, people that are gifted at their craft and people that can do certain things. But as a church, your responsibility, number one, is to uh, is to disciple whoever is whoever is in your congregation, who's ever who's ever coming to your church. But I think that sometimes the discipleship loses value when you only know the person or you only respect a person based on their talent. Right. So or what you could do for me. Or what you can do for me and what right. can you bring to the table. Right. Right. And so that's the problem that I have. So I, what I want to what I want to move into is how can we get Christians, number one, who has a gift and, you know, they're in a church. Their gift is being utilized, but they may not feel they may not feel like they're being helped to the utmost. Right. How how can we how can we protect, you know, our fellow Christians from that that feeling of like, I'm here, but I'm not really here. Like right. I, I, I feel like I'm 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 at where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not being fulfilled into the person that I am. Right. It's only my gift that's being brought out to the forefront that everybody knows me for, that everybody sees me for. But right. no one no one takes the time to really ask me, how is it that you're doing? Right. You know, what is it that you're trying to get into? What is your next thing that you're trying to do? How can we help you and your gift get to the next level? Right. And and so I love that you mentioned that because I recently took a free course um with this prophet named Joshua, Joshua Smith, I believe is his name. Yeah, it's my brother. And, <laughs> no, I'm joking. And um, it was an emotional healing course. And I thought it was so fascinating that he was explaining how he's, you know, he's a Christian, he's a pastor. And he was saying how he helps people in their everyday lives, especially people who are business, uh, are involved in business, right? And he said that he would find that often people didn't struggle as much with running their business. It's not their gift or the thing that comes natural to them they're struggling with. What they're struggling with is their emotions. They don't know themselves. They don't know their traumas, the things they've been through in life. And so I think that this is the problem. We don't teach people to identify with their soul. And where is your soul? Where are you at in your journey 
with your your mind, your will, and your emotions? How are you stewarding that? And so at the end of 2019, the Lord started revealing to me that the body of Christ is suffering with a very low amount um, of spiritual and emotional intelligence. And I think that that's very telling of why we are at where we're at, because when we don't know the things we've been through in our life, we attract it again when we come into the church. So, or even when you date or anything that you do, you, you, without even realizing it, your whole life, you've been unaware of abuses that you've been through. You've been unaware of the times you did not value yourself as a person, or you talk down at yourself, or you didn't know how great you really were. And so you come into the church and you, and you, and you do the same thing. And that's how you get taken advantage of. Right. And that was something that I also realized with the cults. Like I started recognizing how even in general, the Lord started showing me how churches are like families because when you come into a church one of the first things say oh we're a family here that's right and i find it so interesting because when you come into a cult you you ultimately recognize and realize like if you're in a cult the leader's a narcissist okay when you're in a family that operates narcissistically as well you learn through other people that you don't say nothing gotta be quiet yeah we know so-and-so's in the wrong but Let's let them do them because they're the leader here. They're in charge. You know, they know better than we do. And so pretty soon we start relying on God for what's right and wrong. And now we're making men and people an idol, you know. And so that's the problem. That's the problem because we're coming to the church asking the church to fix our soul issues and our problems. But right now the church is not equipped. The church doesn't know who how to help people like this is Mm. the thing that i've realized it doesn't really know how because a lot of the people who are in leadership are struggling with the same things you're struggling with and have not conquered their inner demons Mm. they just haven't conquered it so how are you going to liberate and set free people Mm -hmm. who are bound and you're still wrapped up in bondage Mm -hmm. and that's what and and that's i'm glad you brought that up because i think that that is really good and um it's what I see going on is that there's a a spiritual immaturity before authority. Oh yeah. And so we have oftentimes like we have pastors or we have leaders that are put in position yes. immaturely. And yes. one of the things that oh, I God. always admired growing up was that my um my uh my pastor, it was always about it was a, it was a, it was a certain way that you went about operating in the faith. Yes. And one of the things that I admire and, about and him that, that's protocol and that's order. Yeah. And one of the things that I admire about him was that the way he would talk about leaders yeah. was that it wasn't about them or it wasn't about that person. It was about who are they under. So he was so big on following a hierarchy mm-hmm. or however you want to however you want to put it um you know whether you're looking at a chart or whatever is where is this where where does this leader stem from where do they come from because if they come from good teaching then we can we we, we could talk we could have a conversation but if they don't if they come from nothing and they just out of the woodworks i don't trust it right cuz cuz how how 
how can you trust something you can't track? Like, I don't know what you know, what exactly. you don't know. So, because everything, even, even, even when you pay attention to the Bible, everything is passed down. So, if you're, if you don't have something that is passed down onto you, right, then I don't think you're, I don't think you should be operating in any level of authority, especially when it comes to the Christian faith, because I think it's a yeah. very slippery slope. And that is the problem that I see in the church today. I see that many, uh, you know, many pastors and many leaders uh, are operating in just spiritual maturity, spiritual yes. immaturity. And I yes. think that some of the things you alluded to just now was just about explaining how, yeah, because they don't know how they don't know um, essentially who they are and, and, and yes. they're not free with, for, from a lot of things. The teachings is just being passed down onto the people in the church. Right. And so how can we, like you said, how can we be helping people when we're still battling with a lot of the stuff that we're teaching? Yeah, exactly. And I do think that, you know, even as a pastor, I do think that there there is some things that you, we may go through the same way people yeah, go through. That's just a natural of way of life. But I just think that there there has to be experience and it has to be, like you said, protocol. That follows right. and respects order. Right. And the, and I agree with you on that entirely. And I think that that speaks to definitely one of the biggest issues. Because you can be a great preacher. That doesn't mean you're qualified to be a great leader. And so I think that that's another problem. Because we look at people and we say, well, they could preach so good. Like, they could, I mean, they could preach us through the night. But just because you are great at talking, this is the thing that the Lord started revealing to me, does not mean that you are a great communicator. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes as well, even we're so, we may be more talkative or maybe we're a better communicator than those we, we grew up around, but that doesn't mean that you're, you're even great. You're not even communicating that great either. Like when you look at the grander scheme of things, you have to understand communicating is a gift. It is an art. It is something that you have to, um, that you have to know how to, how to handle how to do and I think that that's also part of the problem we're, we're just using so many different things in the incorrect way we don't know how to steward well the souls that God gives us and then we sabotage our opportunities with people and then you know in the church everyone's quick to blame leadership leadership is quick to, to blame the parishioners but we're not really taking the time to say okay Clearly, there's something we're all missing here, mm -hmm. you know. And if we, and if we, I feel like this because I think that what we're heading into is that if we don't get it right, right. the church is just going to fumble over each other. Oh, of course. And so what I see is that um, the church is operating in a different space. It's operating right. in the space where God needs it to operate in. But the problem is, is that. If we don't catch ourselves, if we don't, mm -hmm. if we don't talk about things that we're talking about right now in the church, then I think right. we're going to run into problems. And we right. already are because there's so many. And we have been. There's much more. <laughs> there's much more yeah. gifted people, talented people that can do so many things now than ever before. Oh, yes. But the problem is, is that if we're not helping each and every individual somehow or another I think that the talents and the gifts is one thing, but I think that again we lose the soul of the person. Right, because they're because we're 
we're not taking the time, like you said, to build them. We're not maturing them in the Lord. Right. And so if you don't have spiritual maturity, it doesn't matter what you're great at. It doesn't matter how good you perform. Mm-hmm. If, if, if your soul is not more important than your gift, and it's so crazy because the Bible says that the gifts are without repentance. So you could live like a whole heathen. You could live your life, I mean, completely wicked. And, and and just and but we measure in the church many times when we are just not we're unaware, especially for those of us who come in and we're just the little ones coming into the kingdom. We are very easily used as collateral damage because people just see that you want God so much. You can't even see all the other stuff that's at play exactly. because people get on the stage and it's one thing, but you don't see what's going on all behind the church walls. Exactly. It's a and, whole other thing. And again, the problem is, is that. When that's going on, so when things are at the forefront and everything is being displayed and showed, I think that what's happening is is that we're not sitting... If something goes on in a person's life, and it may be... um, What's the word? Because I don't want to say that it's a judgment or anything like that, but it's more the sense of like... A person just needs to sit down for yeah, a Yeah, you need, you need to hold someone accountable or you need to make sure like, look, we need you to be good first and right. foremost. And so... You know? In many instances, we don't do that. We just right. love the gift so much that right. we need you on the stage. So go ahead and do your thing. Or there's favoritism. This is the other thing that I've realized. Like This is very fascinating to me. There's some people that it's like they could get away with certain things. But then there's other people that if they say they're struggling with something, they'll sit them down. But it's like you didn't do that to so-and-so the other day when, when you know. When you know. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Sometimes they'll sit people down for something super minuscule mm-hmm. that's not even that big of a deal. Because at the end of the day, no one's perfect, right? But there's a difference with you struggling with something and then you just being in blatant sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just living all out and all wrong, you know? And that's my other big issue with the church because I feel like we demonize certain sins and then we make other sins like they're not that big of a deal so we say things like there's so much there's just such a level of pride in the body of christ where people feel like well i don't sleep around or i don't you know i'm not cheating on my wife or i'm not cursing people loud or i don't do this or i don't do that but you just because you don't sin the way someone else sin doesn't mean you don't sin exactly doesn't mean you've never fallen short of the glory that would mean that that what you are true and god is a liar because the bible exactly. says let god be true and every man be a liar and, and that no one's also perfect and then no one's perfect and we that all we fall short that we all fall short of the glory and so this has been also one of my biggest things that i've noticed i mean i would love for us to do a podcast one day just talking about how personally for me as a person who grew up with a christian background but i didn't really grow up in being involved in the church and feeling a part of the church it has been difficult for me sometimes to relate to people um, or to individuals who who have grown up in church or have felt so part of the church their whole life where they just they identify different from people who are coming in they feel like they're better or more above or more qualified because, oh, you just came into church. You done lived your life. God knows how long being wicked and doing this. Like, they don't understand the concept of, I got saved just like you. You know what I'm saying? And like, they don't, they also, see, this is a problem that I have. Yeah. Is that people, some people that, like you said, been in a church for quite some time. Right. They will get in the way of God. Exactly. And block whatever it is that he's trying to, to do, do for you right. to do right now. Right and so now. that's the yeah. problem that I see. Number one, when a person's coming into the coming into the church body, I think that one of the things that we cannot do is 
block them from from things that are uh from whatever they're calling it so yeah. the thing that i realized is that many people will be like how you said oh you, you know you just got here you know you just got in just take your time with it just to... yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> people don't understand that the way God moves so it's, seamlessly. Yeah, and it's different it's, for different it, people. Yeah, it's different for different people. And it's not going to all make sense, right? right. Because Amen. you can't make sense of God. God Amen. is all things, all things everywhere. And so yeah. I think when it comes to that, like, it kills me. But I just think that, yeah, the gift and the person itself, no matter who you are, whether you, you know, was a, a bum on the streets, you could be, you know, God-fearing tomorrow and end up doing more work than a pastor or a leader or evangelist that's been in the church for years upon years upon years. And, and see, that's the problem because we limit God to time. We talk of a God that, oh, he's, he is time and God has his timing. and that. But then when a person comes in, people who have been in a certain place with God for a long time feel some type of way. If you've only known God for X, Y, Z time and it's like, how you know all that? And how you so anointed and how you so and it's like they're trying to make sense of something that you can't really make sense of. Heck, even for me as a person, I still marvel at the things God has done in my life. And when I when I come around and I, I follow people on social media, I I really look up to and I'm inspired by it. And I I love what God has done in their life. I marvel at what God has done for them when I see someone who lived a lifestyle. I mean, completely out of the will of God and God is using them for his glory and so that's the thing i think the church has to stop having such a level of control and possession upon god's people we do not own these people that come into the church we are supposed to be fishermen uh fishermen of men you know what i'm saying you catch the fish you put the fish back if the fish gotta go let the fish let the fish go so that's the problem with the church because it's like you come into the church and they think they own you you oh you my property now i'm sorry i'm the property of the lord god's property okay mm -hmm. gp are you with me like i am not your property i'm not you know so it's like i get it people will like you people will think you're great and you're amazing but you are not a slave in, in the house of god i remember when i first got said one of the first songs i knew was i'm no longer a slave to fear i'm a child of god so you gotta treat people like hello these people have arms and legs and feet, and they could up and go and leave. Steward them well, or just don't. Exactly. Just don't. And I think that, again, um, you know, a move of God is something exciting. It's something that is uh, not just exciting, though. I think that it's something it's where... It's powerful. It's powerful, and it also comes with... Uh, a lot of responsibility, you would say. A lot of responsibility, but also not fully understanding. And I think what I mean by that is by... You can't, you would never be able to fully come into grips as to what God may be doing in your life. He may put right. you in one arena and then transform the entire thing and make it something different from what you saw. And so I think when God moves like that, going back to your point, we cannot allow people that when they come into the church to feel like this is my property. You Period. know what I mean? Period. I think that there's a way to shelter Period. people and there's also a way to cover people. Amen. And so no matter where they go, it's always a covering that's there. And right. and it's also sheltered with love and it's sheltered with God's love, exactly. number one. And so exactly. even if a person comes, goes, move on, 
we all got to learn how to love each other just as much as we love God. And I think when we learn to live like that, the church can then progress and we wouldn't have to run into situations where people feel used or, uh, you know, people are taken advantage of. And I think when that stuff starts to come into play, I just think that we're in a slippery slope as a church. Right. And, you know, a lot of churches just not talking about it. And I think that this podcast is for that. We just want to talk about it. And, and, And that's true. And I just think, again, we have to think about like if things aren't being talked about, it's because it's a dynamic there and people are cool with the dynamic because it's working. It's furthering the agenda of the person who no longer has the hand of God on their life. Because now, like you said at at the start of the podcast, they're doing things out of their flesh. They're trying to be the best of the best. They're trying to build the biggest church or the greatest church. And that's where we get to the place of being cult-like. That's when, that's when when a church starts becoming a cult. When they don't receive the open rebuke of the Holy Spirit, when God when God is trying to you know really reason in a situation, and you know there's been times where like right before I had to leave a place, I'm asking a person like, "Yo, why are you still here? Why why are you dealing with this? Like, I'm tr- I'm trying to understand. Well, what because is it that you don't get? What is it that you don't get? And I just think that lots of times many people just can't see it because. They're scared of leaving because they've I, they've attached their self-worth and their identity in God to a place. And they don't understand that it's not in people. It's, it's in the one who created you. It's in the one who called and qualified you. So even if man turns from you, don't fear their faces. Don't fear what people will say about you. Be the person God called you to be because this is the thing that I've put on my platform so many a time. When God called me, he also provided supernatural protection for my journey. So that meant that every single time somebody might try to stand in the way of what God was doing, you got to understand you're not standing in my way. You're standing in the way of what God is trying to do through my life. And that's not just me that I'm special. That's any person that God wants to use for his glory. You cannot listen to me. You cannot stop the move of God. You just can't. I don't care. I don't care how you try to do that thing. You know what I'm saying? But there's so many people just like they've lost the fear of God. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. That's real good. But I think I think what I want to do is just end it off there. Unless you got something more you want to say to the people. I mean, I just want to say for any person, because it's crazy, like, I remember I used to be scared to just say, like, I was in a cult. I used to be scared to say, like, man, I've been in abusive situations. But I just want any person to know whether, you know, you've been in a cult, whether you've been mishandled by people who maybe your church wasn't a cult, but there was somebody in the church who, you know, was just not doing a thing right, man. Um, I just want you to know you're not crazy. Um, it's not, it's not your fault. You know, you may have not seen the signs you may have not known, but you could forgive yourself if you messed up and you know, you also did your share of wrong, forgive yourself also, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just understand and know that everything you go through and everything God allows us for a purpose. The the main thing that really in the past would really just concern me is the fact that some people never learn any of these things. I thank God. I know he kept me because I could have at the first sight of offense, at the first sight of betrayal, I could have said, you know what, forget this God thing. But I knew what the Lord told me at the point that I got saved. And he said, keep your eyes on me and not on man. So I understood that men and people were going to disappoint me. And I had already known that even prior to the Lord saying it to me, but that just further confirmed it at the time that I got saved. And so I want you to know that you, you cannot measure 
God off of people. I know it's it's disappointing when people say we're for God and we love you for them to use you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, I thought this was for God. I, I didn't think you were using me. But people who are manipulative have realized that God is a, a great cover up for their for their, you know, for just their evil behavior and, and the things that they do. And you have to understand, I'm gonna leave y'all with this something I read on Twitter. The devil knew he wasn't going to be able to, to beat the church, so he joined it. Hear me. He joined it. So the devil, he's not outside the church walls. He's in it, like he, in a lot of churches. And you got to be real careful. When you see the first sign, when you see the first red flag, don't get into the habit of collecting red flags. You see something wrong. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, get in prayer, seek the Lord, and ask him for direction, and get up on out of anywhere where you know God's not at. All right, y'all. Well, once more, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. Hopefully this episode has been able to help you understand what goes on or help you understand things you may not see. And that's the only thing that we're trying to do here with this podcast. So um, again, man, join us next week on another episode. And if you're listening, go ahead and leave a rating and review. Um, That's the way to support the podcast and also subscribe. We see y'all out there subscribing. And so um, we're grateful. We're thankful. And we're going to see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. Please don't forget to hit share and subscribe. If y'all feeling us and want to continue to keep these conversations going, we're going to keep giving it to y'all every episode. See y'all in the next one.